Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. We're live, boys. Live. We are live and alive. So I got a good text uh, a few seconds ago from engine builder extraordinaire John Bray. And he says, a uh, couple days, it's, it's going to be done. We had to pull the heads back off for another little uh, stretch of goodies they want to put in there. I'm not going to ask him. Just let him do what he wants to do, so. I like goodies. Goodies are yeah. good. Yeah, he says goodies. I thought you were going to say you got a text saying, let me in, foo. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those, too. Um, okay, should have this licked in a couple of days. Got the seats redone. Also put in a couple new goodies on the top end since I had to take it off again. And then he says this motor is good for 1,800 horsepower. Ooh. Ooh. Somebody needs bigger, bigger turbos. I can't read that. I, I'm I'm calling BS. I can't even read it. Unfortunately, we have resolution constraints. We, we read. It's always something. It's always something. So, um, you know, I figured maybe uh, this week we could talk about uh, the ugly truths of modifying cars. Oh, it's ugly. Do we do we want to do do we want to go there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, geez. Well, there's a few things that happened, right? The first one of which is you, you spend your entire time, uh, you know, obsessing over whether this part that's advertised to add eight horsepower and this part that is advertised to add five horsepower are actually going to add up to 13 horsepower or not. And generally speaking, whatever, you know, optimistic, scenario you devise in your head it's the answer is no it's, mm -hmm. it's that's, that's not how it works and you you know you shouldn't necessarily be chasing a horsepower number either um people get it, caught up in it that's what that's what i always ask you know people hit me all the time in my dms you know saying hey what do you think about this and what should i do here the first thing i ask is what are your goals you know do you want to be you know a street monster or an event car do you want to be you know, you can't really, you've got to have a goal and you can't just say, I want to make 1500 horsepower. Well, that's fine and all, but then, you know, do you want that 15 horsepower to be, um, reliable? Because on most platforms, 1500 is, you know, that's kind of right on the, the cusp of being an event vehicle only, um, the problem I have with that, though, is how do you know what your goal is? I mean, it's such a it. Well, for me, anyway, it changes almost on a daily basis. <laughs> well, unless you have a long and glorious history of destroying cars by modifying them, it can be difficult to know where your end goals are going to be. Well, I, I've destroyed my fair share of cars, but the problem is, is I get to a point and then somebody says 
hey, if you just do this, you can get this much more. And so I go, oh, okay, let's let's do that then. <laughs> and then when we do that, we're like, oh, well, now this thing over here, well, let's do that too. And then by the time I'm done with it, you know, now I, yeah. Uh, well, I find it a lot easier to tell other people what to do with their cars and <laughs> their <you> know, money, <laughs> whether, you know, whether it's a waste of money or not, you know, oh, that last, you know, whatever little bit you're trying to get, man, don't do that. That's not worth it. When it comes to me, I'm just like, yes, all the things. <laughs> and, you know, you're just it's a judgment thing, right? Like, you know, it's easier to evaluate somebody else's situation than it is your own because you're so emotionally invested in it. Uh of course, it's a lot easier to modify cars these days than it used to be because the electronic control systems in the cars, uh, you know, there's there's there again, there's even a slipperier slope there when you go to a standalone setup. But, uh, you know, a, a factory computer nowadays, uh, as long as you, you know, can have some control over the parameters in some way, I mean, the cars run pretty well. It's, it's not like it used to be where you're lying to the computers in the car to trick them into doing what you want. Nowadays, you know, you bring that computer along with you for the ride and it helps you. So that, you know, that's a really nice thing. But I, you know, what people need to do is figure out what's realistic for their car. Do they want to be the guy, the very first guy who breaks everything and finds out where the limits of everything, you know, is, I mean, some people like doing that and it's very expensive, you, you know, Taylor's uh, kind of there right now, and I, I definitely was there with the Tiptronic back in the 996 days. The, you know, the, the, whole, to... the whole frustrating point about my car is I didn't mean to get there, right? Like, like we set out on this thing. And my, my biggest thing that I want to know is when, when I'm building a car or, or planning a setup, I want to know what my trade-offs are, right? Like, what am I, what am I getting, giving up? And then I can decide, am I willing to give this up? And, and that's the problem that my car's been is, there haven't been enough that have been built to this point to really, I guess, accurately know what you're giving up. And then my goals changed along the way. I, I started doing these events and I, I loved them. And now I've gone from what I wanted to build was a reliable street monster to now a, uh, an event car. I mean, you'll, you'll never see me driving it on the street. I hope that well, will change one day as we iron some of the issues out, but that's uh that's been a real yeah you'll go through phases i I remember and that first phase is a long one you know when i first started trying to sort out the red car um it was i'm like i don't even you know guys i don't want to go out late at night because uh so i would go out during the day because it's easier to find a a flatbed during the day or (laughs) have someone come pick you up during the day or you know so and waiting on flatbeds that just sucks (laughs) it just is it's terrible and I sadly, I've got some recent experience doing that. Yeah, we have a we have Donnie on uh, Donnie on the speed dial here in Houston. He he's familiar with picking up picking up us uh, hood rats on the side of the road. Well, you know, and your car breaks down, and it's frustrating anyway, especially when it sticks out like a sore thumb, like my camo one does. Right. And then now, oh, now as I'm sitting there, just like seething and trying to figure out what's going on. I start getting texts from people that see me like, dude, what happened? And I'm just like, uh, uh, okay, just, uh, I thought uh, that car was invisible with the camo wrap on it. I, I mean, that's something else. I tried to make it unseen and now everybody sees it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Those, those trade-offs you guys are talking about is, is the real deal. You know, OEM uh, manufacturers, they go ahead and, 
and uh, you know they they want to trade off nothing right like noise and and uh like the term is nvh right noise vibration and harshness mm-hmm. and so we as enthusiasts are like we heck we don't even uh throw out noise noise we want all the noise and, <laughs> we know, don't care about harshness make it harsh harshness, harshness. harsh yeah. you know vibration eh, as long as it doesn't shake itself apart we're good <laughs> and and so you'll find every car that you want to play with, you'll find that there's some sort of point where you hit diminishing returns in the sense that you you've given up everything about it and you know, you get 1% more out of it. And uh, so, you know, people need to figure out where that point is for themselves. Uh, you know, I know at, in getting older myself, my tolerances for NVH are a lot lower than they used to be. Like, I, you know, I, I don't want to drive around a car that'll give you a headache in half an hour from the noise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that seemed like a great idea to me 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Well, th- this is why, you know, now we, we, we have our race car and then we have our, our spare non-modified race car that we can wait, that we can take you guys out. have non-modified cars. What? Uh, I put an exhaust on my GT3 and I got in trouble. <laughs> I do uh, I every every time I buy a quote unquote daily driver I'm like, "Hey, I'm not modifying this one." And I truly mean it. I really at the time I mean it and now it just doesn't it doesn't st- I'm I'm a, I'm sick. I'm a, <laughs> and I need help. Uh, I'm well, Taylor and I'm a modaholic. When yeah. you text Welcome me, Taylor, Taylor, and you're like, well, you know, the turbos are coming in from my car next week. And then, you know, I'm working on the exhaust for the BMW. And oh, and the truck has this, you know, cooler coming in. And I'm, I'm going like, I can't keep has, up. He has four projects going like, what's going on? Yeah, it's not. Uh, and that and that's the thing, right? Like it's in my mind, it's romanticized. Like I think about how much fun it's going to be. And sometimes it is like during the build process, but there are some times where it is not fun at all. And then I find myself going, maybe I don't like cars anymore. (laughs) And that lasts for, you know, three days. And then, then something else pops up. There's always a period of mourning when something goes wrong. Yeah. I had one of those periods of mourning when I broke the engine to my 911 the first time. Actually, the only time I've really properly broke it, knock on wood. And, uh, you know, I was just moping around the house for two or three days. And and finally, my wife looks at me and she says, just do what you're going to do with it. Just just go get her done. Yep. See, That's all I at least. But at least the the morning when you know what's wrong with it, like you can you can kind of reason with yourself and be like, okay, look, this does suck. It broke, but now I'm gonna build it better. The part that I just I really really have a hard time and it really damages my character is when there's some problem and I don't know what's causing it. Oh, that's that's bad. the part yeah. that just eats away at me. And it's like, I, I mean. It just, yeah, it, I have a hard time letting it go until I've come up with some reasonable explanation in my mind. Yeah, the not knowing part. and But it's also equally disturbing even when you know what's wrong with it and it's sitting in your garage broken. Like, that makes me sad. <laughs> you know, the car is broken yeah. in my garage. And, and it's, you know, it's not like I'm going to take it out and drive it during rush hour. That, that's another thing about modifying cars that people need to understand is that everything has a service life. You know, uh, you know, 
an engine only goes around so many times. It's going to go spin, spin, spin. That's great. But eventually it will go spin, spin, clank. And the <laughs> clank is not the fun part. And so, you know, you don't want to heavily modify your car and then drive it to work every day because you're just wasting the spin, spin, spin time. That's true. Yeah, I always think I'm on my last pull every time I do one. <laughs> Wasted pulls. Uh. I just hope I get enough pulls to where we iron out some of the, the, the details that I can get it fully optimized. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we'll find out soon. Actually, Dino Days tomorrow. Knock on wood. Oh. I don't have any wood around me, but. Hmm. All right. So now, okay. So the, the turbos have been properly assembled. I think so. We're, we're assuming that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You got your new fab work done. And, yep. um, okay. So what are you hoping for? Just a solid 1500? Uh, I don't come on those special just, secret turbos. Honestly, at this point, I'm not chasing a horsepower number. I want Wayne to say, Hey, it's looking good. And the things we just did made a difference. That's, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Well, I was In thinking fact, over, the I don't, weekend. I don't think we'll even run it for max max uh power i think it's more we're gonna try to make more more power at less boost mm -hmm. that's the the goal i bet he doesn't go up any higher than map three on it okay so are you sorted as far as gearbox and launching at this point i i mean as much as i can tell on the street okay i mean the the last data log pass i made on the street to make sure my transmission worked it, it was a good thing that i was in mexico with the the speeds that I reached. Oh, okay. Was, Good, uh, yeah, a little trip into Mexico. Yeah, Dan is the one that told me how fast I was going. I, I held, I, you know, I, I stayed in it a little bit longer than I had planned, and I, I didn't. It was a not a wise move on the street. Mm. It's a good thing the Mexican cops don't have very fast cars. Yeah. Right. Right. The Ramburros. <laughs> <laughs> so I no. was thinking this weekend about, um, about the events and what happens in between runs. And um, it always seems like, you know, when they pull the logs for us, they're like, Hey man, you're, you know, it's hot. It's ever, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. So how do we cool these cars in between, in between runs? And I'm thinking fans, right? Cause we're not throwing any fans on these cars as, as they're sitting, unless they're going to sit for an hour or two, no biggie. But if we're going to do, you know, kind of back, I've, I've learned that if, that if I hot lap, it just gets slower and slower. So I need a good cool down before each run for it to be optimal. It just seems like the first run of the day is always kind of the best, you know, best air. So I bought a couple fans. I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm going to try some fans this year. Yeah. Well, you know, we need more power. How are we going to get electrical power for the fans? Oh, these are, um, these are battery powered. Oh, you got battery powered fans? I do. Yeah, yeah. And I bought some big ass batteries for them. So I got a whole battery bank in the trailer. You weren't there last time, Todd. I bought a little generator. Uh oh, okay. That worked out okay. It was just a little gas. But in fact, I think the tank on it's only like one point one gallons or gallons, something. But yeah. It it lasted the whole day and we had it on for quite some time. 
Yeah, well, the one that I run that that um, is it a Yamaha? It's, oh, it's a Honda. Anyway, it runs for eight hours on a basically a gallon, right? So, oh, did you I get your generator fixed in your RV? Yes. Yeah, okay. they they actually That's just put in. a whole new one. They put a new one in. It's brand new, zero hours. Okay. I fixed my generator too. Um, I took my generator apart. Like no, well, living in Texas, we all sometimes fear the random power outage because we somehow it can be too cold and we can't have power, and then it can also be too hot and we can't have power. Right. So uh, things that we you know don't really understand, but it's just a way of life. Uh, so. I let my generator sit with some 87, 80, yeah, 80 something octane in it for a while, which, you know, technically you're not supposed to do. And the fuel the flow ethanol. disintegrated and the, uh, you know, carburetor clogged up and it, it ran mm. terrible. So, uh, you know, I took it all apart and I got a whole bunch of cleaning rods and cleaners and cleaned the uh, carburetor, put it all back together again, and it still ran like crap. So, uh, you know, I took it apart and that time I fixed it because I bought a, a, a brand new carburetor and stuck it in. So mm -hmm. my carburetor uh, repair skills maybe are in question. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I got it running in typical, you know, race car guy fashion. I put it together without the casings or anything on the sides and mm -hmm. it ran and I declared it fixed. And I then I, it sat on my workbench for another year. So mm. <laughs> I actually fixed it uh, this weekend. And, uh, I, I had that happen too. Last time I had it apart, I put a fuel filter in between the the tank and the carburetor, in in hopes that that filter can catch some of the stuff that mucks up your tank. Yeah, mine had a filter in it already. I replaced it with you know another one while I was in there. But the worst part of it was is that the the fuel line going from the carburetor to the tank was so short that the only way you could do it is if you had a four foot long set of of pliers to reach in and grab the clamp. So when I put mm -hmm. it back together again, this was really what took a year to put it back together was to find a, a long enough, uh, fuel hose that was, <laughs> and then I, you know, I went crazy. I was like, Oh, it must be SAEJ 30 so that it's, you know, ethanol resistant. Cause I don't want this to happen again. And, uh, yeah, so that, that all happened. We That's have exactly the same thing happened to me, uh, during the freeze. It was the carburetor, but I was able to take it apart, clean the carb, I had the same issue with the tiny ass fuel line that, that uh, was just so small it was I couldn't even buy a new fuel line cause everything was closed. So I had to, I cut a little bit, little piece off and it still, still was able to fit and, and ran enough now. So, but I need a whole new carb at this point. Yeah. But that's the other generator. I, that's not the generator I take to the, uh, to the events. <clears throat> well, I've got some fan, some electric fans that we could use. I think it's Alasco. Uh, L-A-S-K-O. They sell them at Costco. Oh, those and, dryer fans for the yeah, they're flooring? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we yeah, could blow those up under the car and, and that might work pretty well. Mm -hmm. What what were our race car engineering friends saying? I saw some messages going back and forth about it, but I missed the, the summary. You know, they were just saying that, uh, you know. You can only let, cool let it, it down so it, much. You can only cool it down so much and then you turn it back on and then it's right back to hot again. I'm like, yeah. well. <laughs> Well, I think the main thing is we we do want to cool the compressor wheels of the turbos down. Uh, I don't know okay. how we accomplish that off the top of my head, but we probably ought to think about it. We want to, you know, cool the the engine and the radiators down. The thing is, once the coolant stops circulating in the engine, all of the heat sits in the engine. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So that I think I think I saw them say something about start the car up again after it sat for a while. Yeah. And what and what that would do in my mind is, you know, get the coolant circulating, get that heat out of the engine, get it back up to the radiators because our radiators are in the front of the car mm-hmm. and the engine being in the back. So that could help. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it takes 30 minutes maybe for the cars to cool down enough to go run them again. You know, without, after, without throwing fans on them. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't really want to run it any, at any faster cater, cadence than that anyway, but um, sometimes you have to. It takes 15 minutes to load up ice and get everything right anyway. Right. I'm trying to find the ideal cooler, but I think it's just a big cooler is really all we need. I mean, I've got two big coolers. And it um, a big scoop. We need a Kona ice truck, and then we can. Yeah, I don't. You know, I talk. I talked to Jason about that, and he said he does have some ice vendors that come to the events. I don't know why the ice guys don't see that as a. I. I. Of course, I don't know what margins are on ice anyway, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's worth it. But to me, just from a you know thirty thousand foot kind of view, it just seems like hey, here's a race car thing where. I mean, how many of us use ice out there? A bunch. Almost and all we of us. Use a it lot. Would, we use a yeah, lot of ice. Great. What if they drove by the pits and, you know, you could just grab all your ice from that truck? That'd I mean, surely, surely they, they, they'd charge a premium, which I understand, but like they could charge a decent premium and I bet people would still buy it because mm-hmm. it's a hassle deal, dealing with the coolers and how much space they take up and, mm-hmm. you know, going to Walmart and, yeah, going to Walmart at 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning to get ice sucks. Yeah. 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 And especially when you get there or you get to some kind of side gas station and all the other racers before you have already grabbed it all. Yeah. There's nothing left. There's like, we have three more <laughs> seven pound bags. Morris Malone. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. He puts, uh, he probably fills up with hundreds and I know I get at least 150 pounds per day. Well, I can't imagine what he does. Yep, he yeah. he's uh, emptied a gas station in front of me before. <laughs> oh boy! So I have some news on my stuff too. Okay, generally, uh, my cam housings that are mysterious and holy in all ways have been ordered and are coming. Wow! From from Germany. Oh, from Germany. Yep. And so the, the basic plan is to order them, get a hold of the receipt, burn it, and never speak of it again. <laughs> uh oh. Are we paying a premium? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's done. And I have all four cams uh, coming as well. So. Okay. All right. That, you know, can't run a three cam engine. So. So you uh, should be good for a Texas 2K. <laughs> you know, it's going to come down to how fast it gets here from from Germany. I think. Okay. Uh, Going right uh, to John. John has my engine. Does he have? Okay, so are these parts going directly to him? Uh, the stuff that I ordered from Germany is coming to me because I didn't want to like make him receive international packages, and I didn't okay. know exactly what all of the. You know, I might end up having like duty to pay on them or something weird like that. So I just figured I'd take care of it all and then forward it to him. But uh, but yeah, everything's on its way. 
I don't know why that made me think of it. Yesterday, when I was towing my car out to Wayne's shop, I stopped at, uh, there's a little Porsche service center that's right outside. It's kind of, it's down the street from where I live because I realized I didn't have any crush washers for the oil drain plug. And I was taking, taking Jammo some oil change stuff because it was time. So I stopped there trying to get uh, the crush washers and they had them. So it, it worked out fine. But man, those people, they are not very personable and nice. And may, maybe I expect too much, but when I pull up, pulling my trailer with my camo wrap 997 and no one even says anything and it's hard to even find anybody to work there. I'm kind of like, eh, well, at least they didn't ask you for make model and year. Well, they, they eventually did. No. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> is that a four door? Yeah. 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 Let's... Yeah. When I yeah. ordered the cams for my car, the, the Porsche dealership was like, uh, we need the VIN number. And you're like, oh, okay. So I sent them your VIN number, Todd. And uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know what else to do. Because I, you know, my car isn't a GT3, it's a turbo, but I'm ordering GT3 parts. And you try explaining that to the guy at the parts counter. <laughs> uh-huh. You want to do what? <laughs> uh, yeah. They always tell me it's a horrible, terrible idea. And then, you know, a couple what of years do? later, they're like, well, everybody's doing this. What you, you should run ethanol in your in your car. I hear it's great. Same, same thing happened when I, when I was putting the car together originally. You know, the, the local place, uh, Roof Auto Center. Roof. I, I brought my stuff in and I, you know, I wanted them to change plugs and and uh, put the bigger injectors in for me. Because uh, note to everybody. Never ever try to install injectors in a 911 Turbo 997 or later without dropping the engine. Uh, yeah, that's just a public service announcement. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the most awful thing I've ever done with a car. Uh, they laughed at me though at, at Roof. They said, "What you're you're going to do that? Oh man, that never works. That that's a terrible idea. You shouldn't do that." And then I was back in there like a couple of years later for something else and. And they, they were asking me, you know, about my car. And, of course, didn't remember anything from previous, which was probably for the best. And, um, and, and told me that what I should really do is run ethanol in my car because it, it works great with turbocharged engines. It really allows you to run more boost and more power. And, and I just kind of smiled at him. I was like, yep, guys. Uh, yeah, you made fun of me for that two years ago. But yeah. now, now, it's, now it's okay. Now it's cool. Okay. Yeah, okay. But that's how, man, some of the Porsche, the Porsche shops out there, they, they just, they don't, they don't get into the modifications, right? And they, they think modifications don't work and it's never going to work. And we're just going to do what Porsche's done. And the engineers at Porsche, you could never do anything better. I just, well, they're right that all the time. Well, first of all, yeah, they're right. <laughs> they're right. But you know, it comes down to these trade-offs that we've been yeah, talking about. Exactly. Earlier, right. Like, we're willing to make some trade-offs to, to make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't think of any other car that you can buy like these that you literally don't have to, you know, change every single, every nut and bolt on the car in order to make this kind of power. You know, like the, the, the R8s and, and the Lambos are kind of in that category. There's some other ones over the last few years that, that have started moving more in that direction. But, I mean, you take a GTR, I mean, you have, I mean, you might as well just, you know, go to Home Depot and start buying some bolts because I mean, everything has to be upgraded on that car. It's, it's silly. Boy, but when yeah. they do, Ooh, yeah, it's not cheap, yep. but man, they there go fast GTRs out there. 
Well, they're faster than us. Uh, oh yeah. In general for a straight line, but that guy that hangs out with us at shift sector, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like he's a cool VR. guy. Yeah. yeah I, I like I, guy. He, he's a cool guy and he built that thing himself and it's, it's a relatively mild build and he puts up some really good numbers. Yeah. What did he, did he do two 15? I want to say he ran two fifteen. Yeah. Two fifteen. Yeah. Two fourteen. Two fifteen. man. I had a knot in my stomach when he heard it on the final. Yeah. It's like, oh, I felt so bad. Me for the too. Guy. Yeah, sure, Taylor. You were the one running against him, and you actually <laughs> beat him when he broke. <laughs> I Poor felt guy. so bad, but I guess that's. No, you're right. That's impressive. He's doing that work himself. Absolutely. I bet we see him again this year. You think he'll have it all fixed up? Oh, I'm sure. He took it well. He took it like a man. He was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's broke. I knew it's it was going to break. It was about time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he should be out there he i think he lives near the kansas venue right he lives in kc maybe yeah he's kansas city that's right well and he was what in indy and kansas with us did he come he didn't come to abilene though well no because he was de- he was broken yeah thank you for listening to so you think your car is fast Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube at So You Think Your Car Is Fast. Also, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Todd's Instagram is Black Horse Turbo. Dan's is Rick's 997 with an X. And Taylor's is Steelove underscore cars.